Hello, and welcome to Co-Articulation, the podcast where we explore Baldwin Wallace University and Playhouse Square's production of Bars. I am one half of your hosting team, Daniel Ruffing. And I'm the other half, Sarah McCord. Together, Dan and I will be interviewing people involved with the production of Bars, which stands for beatboxing, acting, rapping, and singing. And today we have two amazing guests. Actors are a crucial part of any live theatrical production. The actors are responsible for bringing the show to life and, more importantly, connecting the audience to the material. And we are joined by two spectacular performers in bars, Autumn Key and Rodrigo Torajan. Go ahead and say hi. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So our first question is about how you guys got interested in performing. Um, If there was something in your childhood that made you really fall in love with acting or if it was something you discovered later in life, how did you sort of get involved with the theater? Um, Autumn, if you want to go first. Yeah. No, so I actually started performing in, like, musical theater when I was about eight. Um, My parents kind of knew right away that I was dramatic and I needed to be on the stage ASAP. So they got me into theater at eight, and I've just been doing theater ever since. I did theater in elementary school. I did theater in middle school and high school. I went to performing arts high school as well for like two, like two years of my high school journey. And then, yeah, I started auditioning for um, musical theater schools and I happened to get into BW. So yeah, I've just been into theater mostly because of the community that theater is. Um, I love the ensemble. I love just the camaraderie that is theater and I don't know, it feels like home, so I knew that theater had to be something that I had to have a career in. So, yeah. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, uh, I've actually worked with Autumn in a few of the shows that I have done here, and I know that you are you bring, like, your A-game to everything that you do. Um, Rodrigo, how about you? Yeah, so my journey uh, started a little bit differently. Uh, I started playing a violin when I was um, in lower school, like in, when I was around five. Um, and that was kind of my introduction into the arts. Then later on, when, when I was in middle school, uh, my brother and I, the choir director, he needed more guys and he knew that we could like read music and you know, we're at least somewhat musically inclined. So he asked us to be in the choir and that kind of like led to being in uh, my first musical in middle school. And once I got on that stage, like, yeah, same, same thing. Like I just fell in love with it. Um, and since then, I, since middle school, like I've been in like all the school shows and middle school, high school. And once I, I did a, a summer camp uh, up in upstate New York called Stage Door Manor. And um, up there we um, put on musicals as well. And once I kind of was in a large group of other kids and professionals who love the theater, um, just that, again, that same sense of community was something I'd never really sensed in that way. And ever since then, I knew that this is what I wanted to do professionally. And yeah, got got ready for all the high school, like um, college auditions. And that led me to VW here. That's amazing. Um, I remember seeing you in Once was the first show I think I saw you in. And it was such a spectacular show. So you both have been like in all these amazing shows here at VW that we've seen. And now Bars is one of them. So why don't we talk a little bit about how you both became involved with Bars in the first place? How did you hear about it? What was the audition and casting process like? And, you know, like, was this similar to a normal casting process for a show? Um, Rodrigo, if we could start with you. 
Yeah, so um, we heard of, we the announcement came out, I think, before all this quarantine and pandemic stuff. So that was always something that I was looking forward to. But there was kind of a lot of mystery to it. I mean, the show is like being an improv show, especially for me, who's never done anything improv related. Um, I was really intrigued about like what the whole process would be. Um, and then, you know, auditioning over Zoom, like that's something that we're getting used to now, but it's still very new to us and in the industry as well. So the whole audition callback process all over Zoom. Um, I remember the callback process, which was in, I think, January. It was a lot of fun. It was just kind of, they kind of all had us on a Zoom call. And a lot of it was just, they put a beat on and like, yo, here's four bars, like come up with something like, and just not to judge yourself. And I, I had a lot of fun in that, in that callback um, experience. And um, after that, we kind of really just got started and kind of hit the ground running on uh, working on our skills, our rapping skills, improv. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how much we've grown in just the month, two months that we've been working on the show. Definitely. And so like the audition process from someone who's not a performer like me, and I've only ever like run auditions like once or twice, it can be like a very intimidating and daunting process. And it seems like this might have been quite the opposite and kind of more like a like let's you know loosen up a bit and like let's have more of a fun time and like let's just chill out and like you know have some fun while we're auditioning would would you say that's correct autumn um yes and no um i think definitely it was very new for me especially because the show is complete improv so i mean the rehearsal well the audition for me it was a little nerve-wracking i'm not gonna lie i mean it's improv and it's not something i'm like very good at or like used to so I guess the callback was you know it was hard for a lot of people especially for me because you know I'm not used to people seeing the way that I you know come up with things really quickly or think of something that's different from someone else so the callback was it was intimidating a little bit but it also was something I've never experienced before in terms of okay, this is actually kind of fun and I don't have to think so much as much as I think I need to think about things. So yeah, I think Rodrigo's definitely um, correct on that aspect for sure. So this is a little bit different from normal shows because you each kind of had to, you're, instead of playing a character, you are playing um, yourselves sort of uh, to create this improv world. Um, and you've also each come up with your own bar's nickname. Would you guys mind telling us what yours are and how you kind of came up with them? Yeah, so my um, bar's name is Tumsy. Um, I don't really know how I came up with it, I guess. I think my nickname for a lot of people and kind of like what I made for myself was like Tum Tum. But then I was like, what makes it cool and like rappy? I was like, Tumsy sounds kind of cool. So I'm going to run with it. And so now my name is Tumsy. And... Um... My uh, MC name is Roddy Rich. Uh, so um, when coming, we had to come up with our names. I, it was before, it was either before the initial audition or before the callback. I don't, I can't re quite recall. But um, I was just like, it took me like a while to think about it. And I know there's like an actual artist named Roddy Rich. You know, he's um, a rapper and does what he does. And I didn't want to like specifically copy it, but I was just like, well, R Rodrigo 
Roddy, Rod. Like people call me Rod back in the day. So um, I kind of just put it together and just like, all right, I'll just kind of take it, put my own spin on it and see where we go from there. But <laughs> that's how I kind of came up with the name. I love that. Um, so those are the names that you'll be referred to in the show for any of our audience listening, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so make sure you all look out for Tomzi and Roddy Rich in the show. Um, if you're listening to this and you're on our education conversation page, we do have a piece of education material where you can create your own bars rap nickname. So make sure you check that out before the show. Um, so moving into more of getting into the show and how rehearsals have been run, what is this rehearsal process like? Is this something that is pretty similar to normal rehearsals for a show? Or obviously because of the pandemic, has this rehearsal process been changed at all? Is it like over Zoom? You know, all this these aspects coming into play with the pandemic in mind. Um, Rodrigo, can we start with you? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, um, with the pandemic in mind, all all the rehearsals have, other than like one dance rehearsal we've had, all of them have been uh, through Zoom um, with um, our director, Jay, who um, is in New York right now, but will be joining us in Cleveland shortly. Um, so yeah, all the, we've, we basically, for the first like month, month and a half, almost two months, the rehearsal process has been really just work, kind of working on the skills of improv, getting used to uh, counting bars so that we know that like we're in with the music um, getting used to rhyming like as as easy as rhyming seems when there's music and people are looking at you rhyming isn't as easy <laughs> as you think it might be um, so really working on those skills working on getting out of your head I know for me at the beginning of the whole process um, there's always like a kind of a feeling of like self-judgment especially like let's say you say something and it's not as cool or you think it's not as funny. Um, so sometimes you really kind of like, I remember being really hard on myself and after saying something, I'd write down like, oh, I should have said this or, oh, I could have gone this route, like, and stuff like that. And kind of tying with the whole improv thing. Like I, as with Autumn, I'd never done anything improv, let alone freestyle. Like I, I never did any improv comedy scenes, anything like that. And this show kind of ties in those kind of skills all together. So um, the first part of our rehearsal process has very much been uh, what Jay calls uh, bars boot camp, like working on all those skills. And um, now that we've kind of solidified some of that to an extent, we've been working on the structure of the show because this show doesn't really have a script. It's all it's all improv, but there there is a certain layout that you know, kind of gives us something to hold on to, to follow. Definitely. And just like a quick follow-up to that, um, knowing that Bars is definitely a show that's very audience, you know, involved and feedback heavy, how does that transfer over to rehearsals where, you know, like you were saying, you know, you don't, you can't think about like a rhyme or something. You're like, I didn't think that was good. Do you get like live feedback in these rehearsals or is it kind of like you do your own thing and then you get notes after? Um... I mean, it's a little bit of both. I don't. Th we've never really been, for the most part, other than like when we were skill building, we don't really get notes on like specific uh, material or like the details that we say, like or like the bars that we have. And if you make a mistake, like you make a mistake, like these shows are gonna be live, so like mm -hmm. mistakes might be made when we're doing the actual show. And um, yeah, what's important is yeah, like kind of like not judging yourself, you know. Um, 
if you can't find a way to recover, you know, we have amazing peers and uh, castmates that can easily kind of almost cover for us. So having that sense of safety, safety in a way is, um, you know, it's very, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, take those risks. Um, but yeah, with audience feedback, um, and we'll be um, kind of what you said, like we'll be receiving info from the audience for this show. And we've, in a way, kind of um, modeled that. We have um, these like character profiles that we um, can all reach, like they kind of assign us like characters, like, oh, you're this character, like um, Scott Michelson, for example, is one of the ones we use in rehearsals. So, um, and they come up with a little bio, kind of how we're gonna be receiving info in the show. So that's how we've kind of worked with receiving like that feedback and info, but um, it'll definitely be a different type of beast once we kind of get up in the actual show and receiving that info more direct and live. Yeah, I think that'll be a much needed thing too, especially since we haven't been able to really have a live audience aspect of theater in quite a long time. So Autumn, I was wondering if you could also tell us about your rehearsal process, if it's been any different, or if you have anything else you'd like to add about just the challenging aspects of, of rehearsal in a pandemic. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. I think bars, I mean, I'm not really the strongest improv, like improver. So, I mean, especially being in theater, I think I have been trying to master, you know, the technique of like memorization and repetition since, you know, I could remember doing theater. Um, and so to have to come to like every rehearsal with like a new character or a new scenario, and I have to think off the top of my head what to say and how to act and think about how this character would act or what they would say. Like, it's another beast within itself. Like, it's it's not easy at all. And, you know, I think it's challenged me in a completely different way. I mean, I think by forcing me to stop preparing and falling into the trap of predetermining what I'm, what I'm going to do next. And I think as a performer, that is something that is ingrained in us. So, like, we are taught to run with the same movements repeatedly. We... You know, that's that's what that's why we have rehearsals to get things into our body so that, you know, it's I don't know, it's 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 difficult. But, you know, it's something that I think is important and incredibly important, um, like bone to to get, I think. Yeah, I think it's just (laughs) I'm going to hold on, I'm trying to find my words. It's um it's definitely something that I think is needed for every performer to create something on the spot and not have to think about something because I think it makes you grow as an artist and makes you think out of the box um, and forces you to be different. So I think that's something that I've really learned from being in bars for sure. Absolutely. Um, And this all kind of has me thinking about like new skills that you guys picked up during rehearsal. Um, are you guys learning how to beatbox? Um, you're obviously learning how to rap and to rhyme. So I guess like what other technical skills have you learned um, that you wouldn't have been able to maybe have experience with if not for this improv show? Yeah, um, definitely. Well, we have been working on some beatboxing as the B in bars is. Um, yeah, we, we were really focusing a lot more in the first part, kind of just like the freestyling getting used to that skill because that's a whole different thing as well like improv but also to make sure you're on the beat make sure it's all in time because um we're working with musicians live as well they've been um with um 
Sammy Key, Sam Nasser, uh, Pretty in Pink, who's uh, Joshua Archangel, and uh, Chase, uh, MCDC, I'm oh, sorry, MCCD. Uh, so um, they've been working on tracks for us to use in rehearsals, but at the same time, when we're doing the show live, they're playing live. So we have to make sure that our improv and freestyling goes with them as they're working with us. It's very collaborative in that way. So that's a, a skill in itself. Um, but with beatboxing, yeah, we kind of had a little like beatboxing boot camp where we kind of learned the basics. And it's really interesting. Like, I remember always hearing, like, as a kid, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just like boots and cats, and but you just remove the verb, like the the O's, like boots and cats, boots and cats, and stuff like that. But um, the, all the different things that you can do that Jay taught us, like, all these different, like, you can, you can really make it your own. Like, you can add a whistle if you want. You can. Any, any sound with your mouth is allowed, which is really cool. Um, it, it really allows for a lot of um, diversity in beatbox. Like, I always thought it was just boots and cats and boots and cats, and you just do that for however long. But there's a lot you can really add and influence in what you're trying to do beatboxing-wise. So those two skills, like kind of the freestyling and the beatboxing, um, you know, we worked really hard on honing those skills and i think um by the end of the show i think it'll really pay off definitely um it's kind of interesting to think about what you were just talking about like the boots and cats because that's something that i only could think about too and so i'm really excited to see all these different like new beatboxing like terms and phrases are, are a lot of those similar to that where you're kind of saying things and then like just removing vowels or are you learning some more like technical kind of like I don't even know how to describe it, like mouth noises and things like that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Some some of it, I mean, I think most of it, a lot of it is kind of just like you can do trills with your mouth. Like it's kind of more technique stuff like that. Um, okay. That, you, that it's like added on or it's like sometimes it's like uh, clicking your tongue. But like there's different sounds if you click your tongue like near your like the, the top of your – like the roof of yeah. – if you click your mouth, click your tongue – like on the top of uh, the roof of your mouth, you know, like move, like if it's near your teeth, it's a different sound. And um, another thing that we really related it to is that um, Jay, at the same time with teaching us these different techniques, really helped us understand how it applies, like almost to like a real drum. So like if we're doing like, for example, with boots and cats, like the b in boots is the bass drum. And, it's, and so like we would think of it that way. The k is the snare the it's like the like the top hat so like thinking of it in that way as well so you can kind of replace like if you if you want to make a different like um bass drum you can add like a trill or add like a like a instead of a buh. so like stuff like that is um what kind of makes it a little different and okay. adds diversity to like all the beatboxing that um uh, will be done in the show that's awesome that's so fun autumn do you have anything to add yeah, no, just um, piggybacking off of what Rodrigo said, I I didn't realize that a lot of, you know, beatboxing, or I mean, basically bars in general, is all based on who you are. And so whatever weird quirks you can find from yourself and put that into your beatboxing or put that into your improv, it works. So literally improv, I never thought of it this way, but improv is really based on who you are and the things that you can bring to, you know, a certain scene or a certain situation. 
and how you know you naturally react to certain things. So I didn't realize that beatboxing could be as easy as me making just a random noise and then putting like a little on it or something really cool. I don't know. But <laughs> definitely, yeah, just piggybacking off Rodrigo, it's definitely something that is natural and something that doesn't require something as, you know, articulate as we think, I guess. Definitely. And I think um, just thinking back to some of the work that, that you and I have done, Autumn, one of your improv moments has been one of the most iconic moments of one of my shows, which we had this song called Miss Keisha, which is based off of the vine. And in the performance during the concert that was about a year ago, you made that like split decision to throw the Miss Keisha doll that you were holding and it like created this incredible moment. And so I think improv is really important in that regard that it creates these moments that, you know, obviously can't be scripted, but they really add so much like specialness to the show and they really create these really, really, really cool moments within the show. So I think that's something audiences can really, really look forward to when they're watching bars. Um, so moving into more of the skills that we kind of learn, what about the pandemic has taught you as a performer of, you know, different skills and things like I know you both have worked on other shows that BW has done. So um, like not just within bars, but just within the pandemic in general, have you been learning new skills, maybe just within the music theater program at BW? Um, let's start with Autumn. Yeah, um, I think I've definitely learned new skills with the pandemic. Um, I think I've learned to, um, I think, be more appreciative of when theater was not so socially distanced. Um, I think I've appreciated more of the community and appreciated more of the people that I see every day in theater and, you know, really accept, like appreciating the, the touch and the, and the, I don't know, just the community of it all. I miss it so much. And, you know, I think the pandemic affected theater brutally. Like, I, that's just to be completely honest. I mean, without community, there is no theater. Not being able to see or, you know, be with others is something I never thought would be so soul-draining. Like, it's it's sad, really. Um, and personally, it's not, it's not been easy because, you know, theater is my own source of self-therapy. You know, not being able to hug others is just crazy and beyond me. I mean, yeah, and so I think the pandemic has limited our abilities to be human beings, and that's really all theater is. Theater is the focus of a human being's inner life, and unfortunately, I feel like we've lost a little bit of that. So I think I've definitely learned that appreciating, you know, the small things of what theater was before the pandemic is something that I never thought I wanted to, you know, feel again. And I think it's those little moments that I've appreciated since the pandemic that, you know, theater is much more than we think and much more needed to us than I could have ever thought. So, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think I think we've definitely taken it for granted and the pandemic has, has very much shown us that. And I think we are so lucky to be able to be doing theater right now in any way possible to be able to to bring this production to audiences. So um, Rodrigo, same question goes for you. What has the pandemic taught you just in terms of skills or yeah, just like how Autumn was saying? Yeah, uh, definitely. Picking backing on Autumn uh, for a second. Yeah, um, I'm, I'll, as we've all been in um, shows and in casts, like it, it really is a community. Um, you learn to 
work and grow and have fun with the people we were with on stage. And in all these rehearsals we've been doing, we've just been tiny squares on a screen. And only until maybe two weeks ago when we had um, our first like dance rehearsal for one of the numbers in the show, had I realized some of these people, like especially with the freshmen, like not being able to see all these people, some of these people I'm truly seeing and meeting for the first time. I mean, Autumn and I, like we being in the same class, like we see each other, but with most of the cast, it, that sense of camaraderie exists, but in a different way. It's not as um, natural as we're used to, as a, like when you're in a theater for hours on end and you're there together, working together. It's, it's, a, it's a different experience in that way. So um, navigating through that has been interesting. Um, in the same way, um, prepare, like, in preparation for rehearsal. Like I come, we end our school day, you know, we go home and then at six, six thirty, oh, turn on your, ca your, ca your camera, let's get to rehearsal. It's different than walking into the theater, getting into the theater, getting ready in the space. Like you kind of have to manifest all that energy and all that preparation in the comfort of your room, which has been really interesting because you don't really think to perform or to do anything of that like caliber sitting at your desk at home. So um, kind of finding out how to gear that up, you know, um, build that energy for rehearsal for all those um, hours has definitely been uh, an interesting experience. Uh, another skill um, that we also learned is kind of playing to the medium. Like we, we have a camera, that's the frame that people see. You know, I can do whatever I want with my arms, but if it's not in the frame, then <laughs> you can't see it. So, or, and same thing with um, vocally or however we're framed. So like figuring out how to, you know, if I'm leaving frame, like leaving the stage, I just gotta move my head a little bit so you don't see me. So those type of skills as well on Zoom and um, figuring out how to work through um, the media has been really interesting as well. Yeah, definitely it's different. Um, we're gonna ask a few more questions before wrapping up. So kind of for both of you guys, what is bars to you? You know, what does it mean to be involved with something like this at a time like this? Um, what are you taking away from the show to your personal life? Um, just what is bars to you? And we can start with Autumn. Yeah, um, I think as a production, I think bars means to me, it's almost like an invitation into the world of improv. Um, I think this show is a closer look into how artists work and come up with things on the spot. I mean, not only are we singing, rapping, beatboxing, acting, we're doing this completely improv. Personally, bars, and I think also personally, bars means to me, um, I think it's just like an opportunity to show my true authentic self without any filters, without any, you know, anything to hide behind. It's just me 100%. And you can't hide behind, um, sorry, you can't hide behind improvisation um, because it's all based on who you are and how you would naturally react to other scenarios. So in the show when, you know, my castmates are put into a scenario, we have to figure out how to navigate through it completely different from one another and um, just, you know, completely go on impulse and what we would do in that given moment. So I think bars is just, it's just a great celebration of all four different things that we're doing in this show and kind of showcasing that to the audience. So it's 
kind of exciting, really. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because you don't know what's going to come next. So I think that's what bars means to me. It's just a complete celebration of all those things in one and not knowing what's going to happen next, for sure. That's great. Um, Rodrigo, you? Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with Autumn more. Um, being in a production where you're not, not, not that you're hiding behind a character, but like the character is more through your lens and you're portraying a character, you're portraying you know, something written, uh, literature, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, in this show, even though we are our MC names and that's what we're referred to as, it really is a hundred percent you. Like it's, it's what you bring. It's what, like Autumn said earlier, it's the quirks. It's all those things that you have. Those, those are that's part of your toolkit. If if you if you make animal sounds and you put that in your rapping or your beatboxing, that's you. That's a hundred percent you. No one's gonna tell you otherwise. So um, bars has definitely been an eye-opening experience in that way of like not that again not that we ever hide behind a character or hide behind a script but it's you it's 100 percent you like what you're putting out there it's what you come up with on the spot and sometimes it's wrong but sometimes it's hilarious like there have been so many times and rehearsals where people say or do or act outrageously and it's so funny and people sometimes are even embarrassed after they do it like they'll say something like amazing hilarious whatever and then they'll feel embarrassed and it's like no we don't need that there's no space for that judgment in this show which is really nice in that way um it's truly been an experience almost kind of finding out almost a little bit more about who you are what you do what do do you freestyle in this way is your flow like some people you see their growth in these rehearsals and their flows you're like oh my god i couldn't i don't i couldn't even imagine that you could like rap and rap for 30 40 seconds just going off and off and off and off and it's like whoa like that's that's really cool too so learning about that from people like we don't really get a chance to freestyle and rap in front of people and um seeing people's growth and growth in myself as well like that has been super eye-opening in uh this whole rehearsal process as well yeah, that sounds awesome. It just sounds like a really great freeing experience that I think the audience is also going to really feel that energy and that celebration when they come to see the show. Okay, I have one more question from me and then a few quick ones from Dan. Um, if you guys could go back and tell your high school self or your middle school self, your younger self in any capacity, one piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah, if I could just, if I could say something to my past self. Um... Yeah, I think it would it would kind of tie into the that judgment thing. Like, you don't gotta judge everything you do, everything that comes out your mouth in in these rehearsals and stuff like that. Like, we're allowed to make mistakes. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be thinking every time you do something, oh, that was bad, or I can fix it next time, or oh, I'll do this differently. And you know, self self respect is important, but at the same time. Um, just like let it be like if some if you make a mistake great you learn and then the next time will be even better um i think that's probably what i would say to myself i love that um autumn you yeah um i think something that i've kind of realized especially you know now that i am older and you know i've <laughs> kind of experienced some stuff i a th- a phrase that i always you know come back to is I would literally tell myself, my younger self, 
that your uniqueness is your power. Being different is so beautiful and it is so much more interesting to be different and to stand out from everyone else because you're not like everybody else. So that's what makes you different and that's what makes you who you are. And there's nothing wrong with being who you are. There's nothing wrong with not being like everybody else and wanting to fit in. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. And I think that's something I've learned, especially being in bars. Like, I'm so different from everybody and that's okay. It's a beautiful thing. And I think that's what makes me more interesting. And it also goes the same for other people. Like I've seen so many, my castmates, we're all so different from one another. And that's what makes us so interesting to watch, but also incredible human beings. It's because we're, we're just being ourselves and there's nothing, you know, weird or crazy about it. It's just who we are and it's a beautiful thing. So that's what I would tell myself, my younger self, absolutely for sure. Those were both very, very excellent answers. Mm -hmm. I think that that is something that happens with anyone who is young that, yeah, you're like having this tension between do I stick with the status quo or do I, you know, do I risk putting myself out there? And I think it always, almost always pays off to put yourself out there. There's, Mm -hmm. there's always a risk involved, but taking that risk is really, really important for growth. So I, I could not agree more. Um, Moving in to the last four questions, we ask this to everyone we interview, um, kind of like a lightning round sort of thing. We want you to answer these without much thought, just sort of whatever comes into your head first. Um, I'll start with Autumn, and we're going to ask just all four questions in a row for you, and then we'll move on to Rodrigo. So, Autumn, are you ready for your final four questions? I am. Okay. Question one is, what is your biggest dream? Um, My biggest dream is to be happy. I think that is my biggest dream with whatever I do. I think the sole purpose of whatever I choose to do in my career is just to be happy, for sure. I think that is the best answer we've ever heard. That is that is amazing. I love that. Um, question two, what is your favorite word? My, my favorite word? Um, I think my favorite word is purr. <laughs> Okay. Her, period, her. I think that's a great word. I love it. Um, so moving on from that, what's your least favorite word then? My least favorite word. Okay. I think my least favorite word is hate, I guess, or I guess the connotation of hate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I love that. That's a great answer. Um, and then your last question is, what's next for you? Whether it's, you know, your your next Uh, career aspiration or like quite literally what is next for you (laughs) um I think what's next for me I think continuing self-discovery for sure um and I think for career um honestly I just right now my focus is getting my degree my focus is what's after college and you know going into my career and really living in my career and living in myself and just, you know, enjoying and loving everything that is theater and everything that is, you know, music and acting and singing and dancing, everything. I think that's what's next for me and just enjoying all of that and really diving in deep to what that means to me and finding that in my career for sure. Well, I really hope that you get all that stuff. That sounds amazing and you, you really you deserve it. You. You absolutely deserve it. Um, Rodrigo, are you ready for your final four questions? Yes. 
Okay, question one. What is your biggest dream? Um, my biggest dream, uh, I think overall, would to be uh, fulfilled, whether that is uh, emotionally and career-wise. Just be proud of the work I do, of the things I do. Um, yeah, to have no regrets in that um, aspect of it. Um, wow. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Wow, we are getting like the big answers today. Like some of the past responses have just been like career aspirations and stuff. And like the two answers today have been like, I need to like think about my life now and stuff like that. That's great. <laughs> um, question two, what is your favorite word? So when I first, um, I, I don't know why this came to me. Whippersnapper. Don't know why. Oh. I don't think I've ever even heard it like from an actual person. Like maybe that's just on TV. One. But I don't know why that's the first thing <laughs> that came to mind. I love that word. That like that flows greatly. It's fun to say. I'm gonna like be saying it the rest of the day now. Um, what is your least favorite word? Um, least favorite word. Well, when I first, um, I guess I know a lot of people hate the word moist. Mm -hmm. um, mine, I don't really care for that word, but I don't really have a strong feeling for it. Um, but I think phlegm. Ooh, that is a gross word. Because <laughs> also the yeah. way it's spelled isn't mm -hmm. doesn't help either. Like. I don't know. That's it's just, just a very phlegm word. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Question four. What is next for you? Um, what's next? I'm preparing for uh, the future. You know, we got, we got one year left, one amazing year left here at BW. Um, so well, I'm working on my – preparing in a lot of ways for um, the future. Um, heading to New York, that being after graduation. Um, kind of um, what Autumn said, kind of like a self-discovery thing. I think it's this whole um, last year has really been an opportunity to really find out more about yourself. Um, so, and I think that's just so important in growth. So um, definitely that aspect. Um, and yeah, just uh, preparing for the industry, you know, making sure that um, we're as ready as we can be, you know, once, by the time we graduate and get there, hopefully, you know, everything's kind of opening up and we're going to have to hit the ground running the second we get there. So, um, I'm just super excited to, uh, you know, after all these four years, get the chance to do that and, you know, be ready and, uh, show them what we got. That's amazing. I think you both have very, very bright futures ahead of you. And I think our audience who's listening can definitely be looking out for you both on the stages of Broadway and beyond in the future. So thank you both so much for joining us. Um, really quick, where can people find you on social media, um, starting with Autumn? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, Instagram and Facebook. So my Instagram, um, my Instagram username is... Um, underscore autumn key and then you can find me on facebook by just searching autumn key and i'll be right there awesome and rodrigo uh yeah so uh on facebook just my name rodrigo torrejon um i'm sure the spelling for anyone who doesn't know will be in the bio or yes. <laughs> on the title uh and uh my instagram is uh around the same thing just at rodrigo torrejon that's uh that's where you can find me on instagram Perfect. And yeah, we'll include links to both of those in the description for the podcast. Um, thank you both so much for joining us today. It's been lovely to talk with 
some of the actors from the production. We've been talking to people from all the other, like sort of behind the scenes. And so now we're finally getting to talk to like the people who are being seen, like in front of the scene and everything. So it's very, very nice to have this conversation with you both. Um, Sarah, where can people who are interested get tickets? If you are interested in purchasing tickets to watch this production of Bars, you can go to playhousesquare.org forward slash events forward slash detail forward slash bars, or you can go to the playhousesquare.org website and navigate to Bars through the events page. Bars runs April 9th through 11th, and you can purchase your tickets today. Thank you both so much for joining us, and have a wonderful day.